Hi, Beths. Hey, Beth. Dear, Abby, dear Kiki. Dear Captain, Desperate housewife. Doesn't want to marry you. Love you like You're I love you. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't talk to yourself. Cheers, cheers, Beth. Cheers. cheers. Ill-advised. 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 This is ill-advised. Hi, Beths. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Ill-advised. The podcast where two best friends tell you what to do when someone else already has. Even though we don't have our shit together either. And to get our shit together, we've been paying hundreds of dollars a year. <laughs> have we? Uh, co-pays? <laughs> uh, we have. We have. Ain't going nowhere. <laughs> it's like a bank account without a return. <laughs> yeah. And you don't get to see it ever again. Yeah. It's like It's not like you get new brain cells or anything. I know, right? Like, I don't think better. You get like <laughs> life skills. Sure. Sometimes. Sometimes. I've learned to think a little bit before I talk, but that took two years to get me to take an extra millisecond. I was going to say, I think that just came with age. I Is don't that... think that was taught. I, don't I think know. that's just like, I'm not responding no more. So, unresponsive. <laughs> <me> just, yeah. <laughs> So let me just like, you know. Do you find yourself talking yourself out of giving fucks? Out of giving them? Yeah. Like, I'm like, why do I care? Like, stop caring. It's stupid. It doesn't stop caring. It's no. li- Or like, I don't care. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. <laughs> Big hard yes. Yeah. For that one. Like, I don't know. That's all I got for you, Biff. I like it. No more fucks given 2023. Hashtag. Hashtag 2023 or no fucks given. I thought that was one hashtag. Hashtag ill-advised fucks. (laughs) (laughs) You may donate your fucks to ill-advised the podcast at Gmail. Yeah, we hear about all your non-fucks. Donate your fucks. We're, We're completely depleted. So Biff, do you know what today is? hate these questions i know you do it's not your birthday and the worst part about it is that you know the answer don't don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 celebrate champagne yes that's why we have champagne you're so lucky that just didn't flood on your computer it should have so we are drinking a traditional, not a traditional, an actual champagne from the Champagne region. So What's we, the Champagne region, France? In France. Ah, see, I you am know, smarter I, than I, I love think. my my French wine. Um, and I spent a little bit on this because it's a milestone. Aww. It's a celebration. So it's not a lot of money, but it's still a lot of money. It's like it was a forty-one dollar bottle of wine. Okay. Um, it's called, and also I'm very scared to try it because of the name of it. It's called Luke Belair. <laughs> and we. You still purchased I'm it? I'm still, oh, yes. Because it's not the same Belair. Belair. Right. Um, it's, oh, Lord. And 50, I looked it up, is the golden anniversary. It's 50 years, but I mean, 50 episodes in podcasts. Feels like years. years. So I got us the gold. See, it's a gold bottle. It is cute. How pretty it is. It's a beautiful Champlain. 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 Yeah. Champlain. Champlain, yeah. 
And we're going to pour this bitch and we're going to try it. And we're going to have to drink it all because it was a $40 bottle. And we ain't going to hate it. So this um, Luke Belair brute from Flance. <laughs> Champlain. Home of the Champlain. I can't even read it because it's a it's in gold. Right? I should have read it before we poured it. Holder wine. Or something. <laughs> Hold on. Our crisp and refreshing sparkling brute blends citrus notes of lemon and grapefruit with a subtle minerality Great. and an exquisitely clean finish. Perfect as an aperitif or paired with nearly any cuisine. Ooh. So even lean cuisine? Uh yes. Let's try. Okay. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. I love it. You <laughs> don't. <laughs> Not feeling it? I knew as soon as you said lemon. I don't taste the lemon. I definitely taste the grapefruit. It's really good and refreshing. I just... Sour. Really? I don't have any sour from it at all. In fact, I taste like white grape. Like I fucking... I taste lemon. Oh. Naturally. Naturally. Well, I like it's a tough shit, bitch. Hater. Uh, I didn't you... say I hated it. Oh, yeah? Give it another siop. Oh. You just like to see me suffer. For <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the last 20 years, yeah. everything that I've done has been to your disadvantage. Better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. How you doing, Biff? Let's just jump to the good shit. I'm doing much better than our past 20 years. Well, yeah. <laughs> no. No. Me either. No. <laughs> <laughs> past three weeks. 20 minutes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've uh I don't know if I just stopped caring <laughs> as much. If I'm just or I'm just so kind of like exhausted and over all the stress that has been nonstop for the last like freaking year and a half. Yeah. Do you find yourself like you think that maybe you're dropping those things like you were holding so tight onto things or like, you know, emotionally and um, I guess just emotionally that, you know, some things just kind of started dropping off on their own. Like you didn't have the capacity to carry you know, carry them anymore. You yeah, I moved. Yeah, I moved past a lot of things that were like, yeah, I guess emotionally heavy. Like I'm thinking, this is a terrible example that makes no sense, but I'm gonna try to make sense of it anyway. Like if you've got like a bundle of pencils and you're holding them tight, and then because you're not putting pressure on the ones in the middle, they start to slip. You know what I mean? Yeah. You picturing what I'm saying? Yes. So like the ones in the middle are those like less fucks given ones <laughs> I, I totally understand what you're saying i'm not sure for me it's i think for me it's more like if i'm going to burn my hand on the stove a million times eventually it's just not gonna hurt anymore type mm -hmm. of thing so you just are like numb yeah like i'm just not even worrying about if i burn my hand on the stove anymore because it just isn't going to hurt anymore, even if I do. 
So are, do you think that maybe, um, are you afraid rather, because I've been in this similar situation in the past and probably recently, are you afraid that maybe that'll cause you to lose that more compassionate part of yourself, that emotional, that part of yourself that is able to make emotional connections? Great question. Um, no, I think it's pretty, actually, great question. Because I have always been, what's the word I'm looking for? Not traumatic, passionate. Empathetic. Empathetic. Yeah. And so I am finding myself very like, don't care. Laissez-faire, like, care. see you later. Like, my friend could call me with an issue, and I'm just like, not to them, mm-hmm. but it's just like, Is whereas this... before it felt like I needed to drop everything that I was doing to, like, go help them, mm-hmm. save them, make them feel better. And now it's just like. In a jar full of marbles, this is the smallest one. No, not even that. It's just kind of like, if I had the emotional capacity, I would help you, but I don't. So now I'm just listening and supporting you. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, I mean, but you have that. And I think that's, I mean, knowing our history with friends and the friends that we have now and and don't. (laughs) um, (laughs) Don't. You know, like that's really all they should be asking for as friends. You know what I mean? Is to like, is for support and not anything else. Like there shouldn't come. No, yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's them asking I think it's just me how I've always been I've always been like to try to fix you to help you to save you right so I think for me you know what I mean I have you know friends that could call and where I'm like you if you call me and you're like venting I'm not preoccupied like how do I make him feel better how do I what can I do it's more just like a I'm genuinely hearing you and like feeling like I'm so fucking sorry or whatever the situation is. Whereas like if Marissa calls me, like I tend to like, bitch, where are you? I'm on my way. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like less of feeling like, I don't know. I don't know. You stumped me with that question. You aren't supposed to ask this early. So (laughs) (laughs) 2 30 in the afternoon so i mean it's early in the wine i oh right sorry how callous of me i'm clearly too early in the wine myself Uh, so the i asked that because um i've been going through things where fred's been talking about disassociating um and the idea of disassociating from certain situations kind of scares me because i work so hard to to ask you about that because for me you think dissociating from something would not be great because you're supposed to like process your emotions and that type of thing. So I've been super curious about that every time you've mentioned it. Yeah, I'm just afraid to disassociate because it's not about stopping the process of your emotion. It's about training yourself to disconnect from a certain situation, right? But I feel like disassociating is a way to keep those emotions pent up and not express what your concern is or what you're feeling or shutting it off. Yeah. And is that not the case? I from a ther- I what is how, how has Fred put it? It's 
Um, just not giving the mental and emotional space. It's like, it's almost as if it's not, it's not what it is, but it's almost as if you're choosing to hold on to the anguish or you're seeking out the anguish. Like, for example, like if you went to, if you had this addiction with blowing your nose. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is the first thing. And got it. And you, you blew your nose all the time, everywhere, all the time. Um, Everywhere, yeah. That ain't a pearl necklace. That... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just thinking, blowing my nose everywhere. Okay, so... <laughs> like literally blowing it everywhere. Um, so Sorry, continue. Now you stop me because I, <laughs> I have been curious about this conversation. Uh, no, if you think about it from the the perspective of like, um, like you're you're realizing that. Like, and I noticed that you're blowing your nose everywhere. And then every time you blow your nose, you're getting your nose bleed, right? So I'm trying to help you like- Just stop knowing, stop blowing, blowing your, nose. your nose so often when you don't need to. Right. Because you're an addict. <laughs> right. nose blowing. Got it. And puffs plus with lotion. I am. They're right there. Excellent. <laughs> we are not getting paid for this. Use them. <laughs> they're great. They're great. <laughs> and um, so, you know, you try- because you're conscious about it, you're trying not to blow your nose in front of me, right? But you know you're going to do it. Right. Or you think you're going to do it, or I think you think you're going to do it. And the disassociating is like, you're going to the bathroom, great, she's going to blow her nose. So or, you're just not holding space for... Like, I need to get that out of my head. Like, and this isn't my issue. This isn't my issue, and... I don't need to make it my issue? Uh, sort of. Sort of. It's kind of separating it one thing from the other. Because me, my concern for you is based on our relationship. So you're going in there and, and I think you're blowing your nose. You might not be, but because I know your history and because I have concern for you, you're blowing your nose. And the disassociation is splitting them up. There's our relationship and then there's blowing your nose. And the two shouldn't be mutually exclusive. Okay. And it hurts my fucking so... head. How do you do that? No fucking clue. Because I told Fred I'm not doing it. I'm afraid to lose that compassionate side of me. Okay, so I wonder if this is like... It feels like turning a blind eye to me. So I wonder like... Okay, so if my... We'll say sister called me one night and was like... Oh my God, I got wicked drunk last night and some guy showed up and he had a pocket full of cocaine and i went off and did cocaine with him like i would be like what the fuck is wrong with you like it was in his pocket not in a baggie (laughs) that's so unsanitary (laughs) right like all kind of like concerns and issues and that affects you emotionally like you're like what the fuck and you want to whatever but then if like a friend who i'm not super close with called and was like girl i met this random guy last night you I went off to the bathroom, did some coke with him. You'd just kind of like laugh about it. Like, probably not your best move, but haha, glad you're fine. You know what I mean? I wonder if that's kind of what this, like what Fred or what disassociating means. Like you're just kind of not letting it affect you. Like as if, you know, my girlfriend called me and told me she met a random guy and hooked up last night. I would be like, girl, like, but if my sister called, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? 
I want to answer your question. But, but you can't? <laughs> well, it, I can't, first of all. like Because I'm I'm kind of on that same thought of mine as you. You know, that, that track where it's like, it's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But that's, your example is also based on somebody who you're like, it's neither here nor there. So, you know what I mean? It's like a friend that you didn't really like. Well, that's what I mean. Like having the same response in your relationship oh, okay. as you would with like. Yeah, I think so. I'm not going to have a strong response if it's just like a buddy of mine versus my boyfriend or my sister or my brother. Well, let's ask Google, shall we? Because I can't answer the question because I'm just talking about it in the context of which I should be disassociating. Right. Um, And the tools that Fred gave me was to like write the different synonyms to disassociate in a bowl. And every time I feel it felt the need to um, that I was thinking about something specific to um, the issue I'm I'm encountering, which I I can't. Right. Right. So um, to pull that that synonym out of the bowl knowing that it's having to do with disassociation, but that it resonates with me a little bit more. See, I'm super intrigued because last time disassociation came up for me, I was supposed to be getting treated for it. (laughs) (laughs) But is it because you are disassociating? (laughs) This is why I'm super baffled. Is it because you were disassociating? My therapist wanted to give me meds for disassociating, and yours is telling you to. That's so (laughs) So I'm just like super intrigued by this whole entire thing. Well, I went and while we were talking, looked at a couple of examples on Google. So there's two of them here. One of them I feel is more, um, uh, I I guess, gives you more information than the other. From psychiatry.org, examples of mild common disassociation include daydreaming, highway hypnosis, or getting lost in a book or movie, all of which losing touch involved losing touch with awareness of one's immediate surroundings so i totally disassociate in this way but this isn't necessarily talking about disassociating intentionally as as a tool it's talking about disassociation as probably like an issue like a personality disorder great thanks for calling well this one's called the dissociative disorders (laughs) (laughs) um this one um psychological dissociation disassociation this says dissociation Uh oh did someone is this a different thing whatever dissociation is a mental process where a person disconnects from their thoughts feelings or memories or sense of identity that makes a lot more sense yeah Um, dissociative disorders include dissociative amnesia um, fugue f-u-g-u-e yep Sure. <laughs> um, depersonalization disorder and disassociative identity disorder. So I guess that makes more sense because I, I need to separate the topics, my relationship from what's going on with your nose. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I guess it is removing that emotional connection to what's going on with your nose. So like treating it as if it was like, Oh, hey, buddy, what's up? I guess I just need to be treated for dissociation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your therapist is telling you to dissociate. I I have no idea. Which is baffling because mine was trying to treat me for it. It's so fascinating. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Well, all right. 
Um, Maybe someday we'll have a therapist on here and we can ask them ourselves. And you know, the weird thing is, is we know some or I know some and we still haven't brought them on. I'm in goddamn school to be one. We just don't need to be dissected. Any more than we already are. Maybe as like a duo. That would be cool. Like we get to ask the questions here. (laughs) I'm the one with the pen and pad. We ask the questions and give the responses. (laughs) To that end, I welcome us to the world of advice column. Yeah. What do you think? Yes. Um, We have three of them here from our friend, Abby, the original. I think she's the original. You know, because she's so traditional. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So this one is from Oregon Live. It is called Dear Abby, My Friend Who Recently Got Religion. Oh. Yeah, you get it. Got religion. You, It's like the Got Milk commercials. I think I got religion. Instead of a mustache, you come back with a yarmulke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my friend who recently got religion just told me he slept with my wife 35 years ago. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that great? So let's get into it, shall we? This is from January 6th of 2022. Dear Abby, I have been married to a lovely woman for 40 years. I recently found out that five years into our marriage, she had an affair with a friend of ours. It lasted several weeks during which they would meet at our house over the lunch hour. My wife does not know, does not know that this friend, having recently found religion, has confessed to me. I had suspected it for a few years. Should I tell her I know or just go on as though nothing happened? I know. I'm sorry. In the know in Illinois. Oh my God. So his secret is that he knows her secret. Right. Which is fucking so appropriate. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Just just so appropriate. It's just... (laughs) You're fired. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just. What is this? A children's it's podcast? A, it's a, no, that's not this what I meant. This is so appropriate. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> Gold star sticker. <laughs> you get a check plus. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't it's, either. Well, I mean, whatever. This just is so Beth, go. appropriate. I can't. Could you now. appropriately respond to I this? I can't anymore. <laughs> so, so appropriate. Oh, my cheeks hurt. I want to say this now when people are like, or like my baby dad pisses me off. Instead of like, I'm just going to be like, this is so appropriate. And I'm just going to walk away. Just walk I'm just going to walk away. It's I'm going to disassociate. That's dissonance. That's what that this is. is. Well, I don't know what that is, so. Uh, Forget it. I don't want to Google anymore. (laughs) This is wild. Yeah. So my secret is that I know your secret from 35 years ago. And. First of all, how do you carry that kind of secret for that long? With your husband. I know. Like, how do you lay in bed next to him and like, oh, I had an affair on you. For weeks you know i i don't know and i'm gonna give an example as to like why i'm kind of sharing this feeling with like you. i need i have so many because questions I'm, i am not perfect and you are i did 
I did at one point in a relationship, even though the relationship was over at this point, as a way of paying back my significant other, my significant boyfriend, my other half, whatever, whoever you are, were, um, I returned to the favor and cheated on him. And I tried keeping that secret for myself for so long, which was probably about 48 hours before I told you. Yeah. And I couldn't. This is what I mean. Like, I couldn't do do it. So like for someone, I waited 48 hours. This person waited 30 years, 35 years. And they're married. Yeah. That like changes the game a little bit. So I, I don't know, like I, I would never be able to hold it myself. But then how has their, maybe their, she felt so much guilt that their marriage got stronger. The sex definitely got better. Or did it get worse? Because now she's guilt ridden and now she's spacey and he, you know, maybe. How's your marriage right now? (laughs) Is your marriage good? Do you trust her? Did you lose trust? Do you feel like she's going to cheat on you again? Like, I have so many questions. Do you feel that she cheated on you again in those 35 years? Right. You know? She's clearly capable of it. And not only is she capable of cheating on you, but she's capable of fucking keeping secrets from you for that long. So you've been together for with a lovely woman for 40 years. And you found out she's been keeping a secret for 35 years. So the secret is part of the trust. The actual action of the secret is part of the trust. Like... And you would have never known had your best friend not meet Jesus. Or Buddha, Buddha. or Allah or whomever. Same person, essentially. <laughs> essentially, yes. Essentially. Different country. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we're such assholes. So, yeah. My question is, before you tell her your secret, what's going on in the marriage? Are things great? Are do you still have solid trust? Do you feel like she's never going to do it again? Like, if so, then you have something in your back pocket. <laughs> Not for nothing. It's there. <laughs> but, you know, but also now you're going to have to carry a secret. Yeah, it's. Well, <laughs> I'm making sounds, but words aren't coming out. I <laughs> could never. If I've found out that you cheated on me for 35 years ago in our marriage I'm not going to be able to keep that from you like listen bitch (laughs) literally what were you doing 35 years ago Tuesday night I'm curious because it was Billy next door I'm curious why they didn't say what happened when they found out you know what I mean like with said friend like they're are they still friends it seemed this. It feels and why very isn't this friend? And this me. friend is like now he's like great. I got something off my chest. He doesn't need to. He doesn't get to feel the the fallout of this. I mean, he might benefit. He might get a girlfriend now that she has nowhere to sleep after he kicks her out. <laughs> or, you know, or he's gonna lose his friend. This is just feels super nonchalant. Like, yeah, hey man, I banged away thirty five years ago for like a month and like but i met jesus now so i feel guilty so i'm telling you now all right hey good chat let's watch the game next week 
You get a rosary. Like, oh, okay, cool. That's what it feels like. So should he Instead of like, I punched my friend in the face and then told him sorry for punching him in the face, but I still want to punch him in the face. And like, now I got to go tell my wife. Yeah, it was like a high five on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, like, oh, by the way, 35 years ago, I banged your wife a (laughs) hundred times. Praise the Lord. High five, dude. Have you tried a wing? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> pass the salsa. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? That's, and so like, that's what it feels like. You're yeah. right. Yeah, it's very, and very casual. And now he's like, well, do I tell her or no? <laughs> I don't know. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. What do you want to do? Should I tell my wife that I know? I don't uh, know. Where do you want to eat? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so if you pizza. were if you were him, you'd be screaming it at the top of your head. I just could not. Either if I was the cheater or the one who just found out. Yeah. I cannot keep my mouth shut. That, I'm but too that's guilty. just who I I'm am. Just, I'm guilty of the things I do that I feel the other person may know that might look bad on me, even though I was in the house by myself and right. all I did was blow my nose. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know in what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm guilty about the stupidest things. See, so. I'm not guilt driven for these types of scenarios. I am just like a, if I'm feeling any way, good, bad, otherwise, like I need to, that that needs needs to be be aware. Yes, expressed. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. So if something significant, like I just found out my fucking husband cheated on me 35 years ago and never said a lick about it, it's, gloves are off. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that if I kept it in, my face wouldn't. You know exactly. I mean? Yes. Like, I'd be like indifferent. I would yeah. be disassociating from the relationship. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That worked there, didn't it? It did. Nicely done, huh? Nicely I'm gonna done, give but... myself all the kudos. Yeah, give um, yourself all the kudos. Yeah, kudoing. And <laughs> and I, I don't I, I just I wouldn't be able to keep it in. And all I need is a little bit of prodding when I'm I'm keeping my emotions in and eventually it spills out like a fucking like the hoover dam you know what i mean well that's another question for me is like even if you do f- trust your wife enough to like i don't think she'll ever cheat on me again even if she did she ain't gonna tell you no she's capable of holding some serious fucking shit from you that's our entire lives biff 35 years 35 years literally our entire lives I wonder if they got kids. This I wonder from, if they got a 35-year-old kid. And this is from like a year ago this month. Does he look so like you or does I, he look like Billy next door? I wonder if they're still married. Better do a better call Maury. Oh, do it. What? Me? Yeah. One eight hundred go Maury. Is that what it was? <laughs> I think it was just Maury. Yeah. Call Maury. I don't know. It's not enough. Maury's only five letters. Go Maury. That sounds right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Seven letters. I don't know. You've called before. You should I know. didn't call. You got tickets. It wasn't me. Who was it? Then why didn't she come? She why did, did come. just you and me go? She went. It was the three of us. No, it wasn't. You're disassociating. Wow. <laughs> For like 35 years. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, 
What's so, the answer? The Unless answer, you have more to say. No, I don't. Okay. I was actually scrolling to the answer. Dear in the know, I cannot guess what justification this quote unquote friend has given for trying to clear his conscience by telling you something that could destroy your marriage. The punishment for his guilt should have been the burden of carrying it to his grave without sharing it with you. If his confession will what? erode your relationship with your wife, tell her what you were told so you can talk it through. That's it? Yeah. Fuck off. I I don't know that any more could have been said. This is where you and I differ from advice columns because we're like, if we were in your situation, we'd have all these questions, we'd have all these scenarios, we'd have all of these other connecting scenarios and questions, et cetera, et cetera, to come to this final answer. But But did she just say like... Talk to him. Talk to her, rather. Tell her. Yeah, but this was like putting it all on the friend. Well... He should have never told you. And then this man would have never known that his wife's a cheating ass bitch. (laughs) You are so correct. You are right. You're right. I think that he's just... What Abby's saying in this is like, great, he waited 35 years. Why couldn't have you just... Like, what's, what's the reason? Like, I can't imagine Jesus is the reason that all of a sudden you're guilty. Like, you've been guilty this whole time. Why now? Right. And I think that's all she's saying. But now he's not guilty, and now he's got something in his relationship. Like, he could have destroyed it there. Then he didn't, but now he probably did. Because all of a sudden, he's guilty. Or didn't, because this guy's super like... Oh, she cheated on me. Right, 35 years ago. She tasted like KY the other day. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yeah. I'm disappointed but in you, she, Abby. She just says, talk to her. Let her know that you were told so you can talk she to her. She said, if it's something that could potentially cause damage, then to talk to her. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because you don't know. Well, I think it causes damage because what happened then you're could have been happening with somebody else. Yeah, and even if it is, you're not going to ever tell me because <laughs> it's been fucking... 35 out of the 40 years. Here's what you do. When she's sleeping, you put a camera inside her vagina. Mm. And you have a you live call it feed. birth control. <laughs> no, she's sleeping. She doesn't the know. The new ring. Wait, that's that's not consensual. Don't do that. She's your wife. She's your wife. Of 40 years, there's no Nuva ring needed at this point. She's not getting pregnant. Yeah. In theory. That's all I got is theory. If she's all menopause ridden after 40 years of marriage, we're guessing she got married in her 20s. Yeah, possible. Yeah. Who knows what this lady is capable of, okay? Who knows? Who knows? She can keep a secret from her damn husband 35 out of the 40 years they were married. She is capable of many things. Lest we move on. (laughs) (laughs) All we're doing is talking about her vagina um, and her public domain. (laughs) GoDaddy.com. No. Also, the host of illadvisedthepodcast.com. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, you ready for the next one, Beth? This one's from Abby at godaddy.com. <laughs> at yeah. You Express. This one's from November 20th, 2021. And the title of it is Substance Abuse Pits Family Members Against Each Other. 
This yes. one's going to be less fun, I think. It's going to be less fun, a little more serious, but I think it's going to put some um, subject matter with which you are familiar with um, by way of school. Yeah. College. 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 <laughs> I'm currently um, researching yeah. addiction so and substance use disorder. So I love that you said substance use disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, Suds. Love it. Suds. Um, I've also recently come to know that um, it's also AUD for alcohol use disorder, yes. which I love because both of these are seen as separate. Well, they're seen separately, but um, they're not seen as substance abuse anymore. They're seen as medical issues, medical disorders because of the predisposition that you have to mm. them. Yes. So I really appreciate the wording to it. So it was um, interesting for me to learn the difference, the AUD and the SUD. I didn't um, previously know that, like, they kind of put them in their own classes. Yeah, it, which is kind of weird because alcohol is seen as a, a drug, right? Or like an mm. addictive substance. Well, yeah. So it's very, I guess... I guess you could put alcoholism in the substance use disorder, but you couldn't put like drug addiction in the alcohol use. Am I just talking right. about Right. No, this? that's why they're kind of have their own labels. Oh. Oh, sure. So <laughs> I love answering my own questions. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for this one? Yes, we are. Dear Abby, I'm a 35-year-old woman whose father refuses to get along with me no matter how hard I try. Our relationship was always strained due to the alcoholism he has struggled with since my childhood. Was this a premonition? You read this, Biff. Absolutely not. I don't cheat. Only that one (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, if you'd like to go back and rewind... (laughs) I am not listening to this episode. (laughs) Okay. Um, Should I just start over? Why? Okay. No. Um, Our relationship was always strained due to the alcoholism he has struggled with since my childhood. Made worse by the fact that I became an addict. I've been in recovery for a while and I'm clean and sober now. He and my mother took guardianship of my two sons ages 12 and 7 because my disease rendered me unable to care for them at the time i have mentioned getting my kids back after i acquire more clean time neither of my parents wants that i know dad resents me deeply both because he has my kids and also because of my addiction if i can forgive him for his alcoholism he has put me through why can't he forgive me i don't understand why he has to hate me believe me he hates me I just want him to treat me the same way he treats my older brother and sister. I need help with this situation. Counseling is not an option. I know he will refuse. Hurting in Michigan. My heart's breaking. My heart is breaking. Did it say anywhere in there? Totally um, didn't read it. Dad was still active in his alcohol? It does not hint at it. Um. Well, it says alcoholism he has struggled with since my childhood. So I'm going to assume fairly. It's on and off. Right. That's this whole situation is shit. Yeah. Well, it's 
so when you and I went through these and, and picked them based on the titles. So the when we picked this, this is not what I thought no. was going to come. Like no. addictions coming from both ends of it. So that that predisposition part of it that we were talking right. about, it's like it's ringing true here right yep, now. For sure. Um, and I I just I didn't imagine that it would come from those two those two things. I think that like drug drug not abuse substance substance use is what i was trying to say drug use works too i should have gone there um i think it's held more seriously or it's it's regarded as something that's worse than 100 percent alcohol use 100 percent. but i personally feel like it's an even playing field i'm not judging it based on the substance i'm judging it on the addiction mm. you know what i mean mm. so i mean you know more about this am i correct or incorrect in feeling that no, way no you're absolutely correct the the drug versus alcohol abuse is significant like there's a china wall wall really? of china <laughs> the great wall <laughs> yeah. Thank you. A China wall is breakable. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> There's a it's, great it's wall of China. It's kept in a hutch. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's... Alcohol is way more accepted than any sort of, you know, heroin, uh, specifically the needle is the number one, like, judged or like um discriminated discriminated yeah, yeah that works that's like the very just it's a it's it's a super struggle for people that have never had um experiences with addiction or drug misuse or anything like that it's super difficult for them to understand the disease part um but Actually, genetics account for over 50% of addiction. Really? Yes, over 50%. Oh, I'm sorry. So 50% in probability for the individual or for 50% the, in all, like statistically? like No, for the, like if your mom's an addict, mm -hmm. there's more than 50% of a chance that you're going to have that, that, um, like that gene, that predisposition. The, yeah, the there's a specific word I'm not getting. But yes, like there's a significantly greater chance that you're also going to have an addiction. That is so fascinating more to than me. 50, more than 50% your genetics account for addiction. Which is really funny because we have some heavy alcohol use in our family on both sides. And neither me, my brother, or my sister um, have... Um, alcohol uh, use yeah. issues, yeah, which is fascinating to me. Oh, for sure. And then, then that's I'm just when too the, afraid to get fat. That's when the. <laughs> I wish I had that issue. I really am. I'm just too afraid to get fat. So, <laughs> and and also, you know, not for nothing, but I've been in positions that have endangered my life because of someone's use of alcohol. Mm. So right, which is it's you're either gonna follow suit or you're gonna tuck tail and run the other direction which is i guess it was polarizing for all of yeah. us yeah yeah 
That's really interesting. But it's also devastating to hear stories like this. Imagine where it's like not so being granted your the kids susceptibility of becoming an addict, not only a with the genetic predisposition, but being um, exposed to any sort of drugs, alcohol, that type of thing hmm. is just like almost guaranteeing that. addiction in your children or really? Yes. So if um, so, it's this so is a poor me? example. So, but but if I was um, drinking in front of my son, am I promoting that? Like, I mean, I've had a glass of wine in front of Wyatt a million times. He's been here while we were recording. I can't deny it. Oh yeah. So, um, but he's not like he's not even remotely interested in alcohol, or so he says. He's a sixteen-year-old. I mean, no, I think it's very different. Like sitting around having a glass of wine versus like my dad's a full-blown alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing him drink, and it, it, oh, I see you know what, what I mean? you're saying. Okay, like, I was taking it not, very literally. No, no, you're talking about like there's the predisposition, so and then there's me, like witness. For me, how I made it make more sense was um, like psychopathy. You can be born with a certain brain situation going on to make you more likely to be narcissistic or a psychopath or a serial killer type of things. And so like there was one, um, he was a neuro doctor, whatever that's called. A neurologist? Kind of, but I think it's a different name than that. Neuropsychologist. No, it was like he does the research stuff for like brain. So brain doctor. Yes, thank you. He's a brain doctor. <laughs> he's a, a neuro doctor. He was doing research on the neuro. Um, he was doing what's the is not CAT scans. What's the brain scan? Oh, I think you can do a CAT scan. You can do an MRI. Um, you could do a brain scan. Okay, so he was doing. <laughs> he's brain a brain scans. doctor doing brain scans. <laughs> he's doing brain scans on um known psychopath psychopaths, um, and then just like average Joes you know, everyday guys' brains to, you know, find out the brain differences. And so he put his own in there and he found out that his brain setup was the same as Shut the psychopaths. Up. That the psychopaths who like turned into serial killer people. Um and he I love that wholeheartedly you said serial believes. killer people. <laughs> because we hate serial killer cats. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't hate them. We love serial killer cats. Get yeah, all the mice. All of them. Yes. Sure. Um, so he believes that since he had a pretty great childhood growing up, his parents, great home, great little like little house on the prairie life, that that was never triggered in him. So for me, that's what I related to for like becoming an alcoholic your mom's an alcoholic so you have that 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 structure disposition right but you know maybe you didn't have any significant trauma when you were little surrounding your mom being drunk or she hit it or she was a happy drunk so it wasn't so it doesn't trigger that you know what i mean i see you're being exposed to it and it affecting you negatively so versus like I have the predisposition 
but I never, it was never triggered. I never. I never had like that switch wasn't flicked. Trauma. Yeah. Like. So I guess that's my question to you is, do we all have this structure, but we have never, I don't know. We've never been exposed to something that would flip that switch. No, it's an actual separate brain. I wish I could remember the proper the scientific it's like a transmutation or there's like, like a, an actual you can see physical differences in like somebody who's predisposed to addiction versus like that just, is so fucking yes. fascinating yeah i just thought it was some sort of genetic um you know like predisposition like a genetic disorder like you you know, for example, like with alcoholism, your cells are craving this alcohol. So you've kind of carved that into your DNA. And that's what I thought it was just a gene, you know, that was passed on, but it's actual, well, even though, I mean, it's very well a gene, but that structure, that makeup exists yeah. in you because of that. Yeah. So. And this is where up. the whole nature versus nurture Okay, so this is where I'm going because as a follow-up to that, like I have that predisposition, but because I'm not flipping that switch, am I then in turn giving my kid a different structure? That is very well likely, yes. Really? Yeah, because things like, um, like trauma or abuse or any sort of things that can change the actual cells and it's like all that stuff yes yeah, so it like can literally change it in your brain um and then that that would be what you pass down on essentially so whereas for you if you're predisposed genetically but you never became an alcoholic or a drug user or any of those things to quote unquote trigger addiction for you you can pass down you know, so he's less likely, but he's also less likely because he's not seeing you abuse drugs or he's not seeing you as an alcoholic or he's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so fucking fascinating mm-hmm. to me. It almost makes me want to change fields professionally. Mm. Yeah, it's wild. Oh, man. Yeah. This is so interesting. Okay, I need more. We need to talk more about this later, maybe off air because... <laughs> Yeah, I'm no. literally like this structural. I can't. So many, yeah, so many. This is the best so game much. of Jenga I've ever played in my life. <laughs> yeah, so, because I suck at Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the purposes of responding to this, yeah, what was her question specifically? Um, so she's she's asking for help, um, with dealing with her dad. He doesn't want to. Um, I need help with the situation. Counseling is not an option. I know he'll refuse. So she want, she forgave him for his alcoholism. Oh, and he still actively hates her. And he still actively resents her for her alcoholism and for having the kids. So he won't give the kids back to her. My gut the whole time you were reading this was like, dad hates himself. Dad is taking that hate. Yeah. He's taking that out on his daughter. And now he's using his daughter's children as a way to make up for that is a shit dad. so that was fucking like all fascinating. my insides were saying when even, you were reading this i didn't like, even come close to that dad is completely miserable and doesn't know how to forgive himself for raising yeah. for being an alcoholic while his child was 
growing up. And so he's even hates himself more for her than becoming an alcoholic herself or a an addict, addict of sorts. Right. Yeah. And then so he's just so miserable and now he's using her children to make up for her childhood. That was all I I and I think it's it's a really good not conclusion, but you know, it's take. It's, that was my it's take a, on it. That was your take. It was a wonderful take. And I, I agree with you. The only flaw I see in it is how does he expect to make it better if he's still struggling with his own abuse or his use issue? This it's the abuse word is ingrained in my mind. And well, I'm gonna keep it in this podcast so cycle. that people know that we're trying to actively change I know, ourselves. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, how do you how do you make up for that? Or how does this person justify trying to make up for any of that childhood trauma, that trigger, if you will, if they're still themselves struggling with this issue. Meanwhile, the daughter... Well, because he hasn't come to terms with... That's why he's so miserable and full of hatred, because he hasn't really come to terms. Like, So that's the part I... That's the part I I get. The part I don't get is, like, I'm taking these kids to kind of make up for the shit that I've done as an alcoholic, but I'm still an alcoholic. So how am I supposed to shield these kids from my alcoholism? Well, the thing with people with active addictions is never logic. (laughs) And that's it. Wine glass drop. (laughs) That's it. And that's actually. No, you could be completely correct. I'm not saying that was just what my gut was like. Okay, he's. But that's my experience. And miserable and all these it's things, that, and now he's trying to use his grandkids to like. It's it's that's my experience, and we're going to come back to this beautiful word that we've been trying to define, and though we can find we defined this whole time that disassociation mm. that you can have because um, addiction is um, the portal to irrational thinking, in my opinion. Well, like there's a justification opinion. for all of those actions that have been deemed societally negative or unfavorable, et cetera. Um, so following that logic of what you just said, like it kind of, it fits into my experience and what I've seen in my life. Yeah. Might not necessarily be the case, but right. I mean, I can see that being at least an argument for it. Yeah. So... I, my response here was like, well, you got to go to court anyway to get your kids back. Let the courts decide, you know? Yeah, but it also sounds like she kind of wants to maybe have her dad in her life. I know. And that is unfortunately not going to happen unless daddy, you can't help those who don't want help. Do you think that maybe dad would kind of get over it? Like the judge says, she's cleaned up her act. She's working she has an income she can provide suitable housing for her children we're giving her kids back to her no not unless dad goes and gets some serious help that okay that very valid i don't see it ever being like a okay well you know you've been clean for five years and even the court said you were very capable of having your kids back like i don't see that ever being like a okay let me just kind of you know i think daddy's got some serious deep 
deep-seated shit. So, you know, you become emotionally stunted at, like, whatever age you start using, if that's the proper terminology. I believe it is, actually. So, you know, dad's been an alcoholic her whole life, and she's how old? 35? Yeah. So yeah. dad is emotionally stunted significantly. So how would you tell her to handle this? He's not, he's, he won't do counseling. It's not an option. But she can do counseling. She needs to forgive without getting an apology. You know that saying? So I think she's forgiven and that's fine. Oh, I see what you're saying. I just, she just what, needs to. But she feels that this is the reason he won't give the kids back. Well, I mean, he doesn't, if she's going to court for this stuff, he just doesn't really get a say after court. You know what I mean? Right. And other than that, she needs to just do it for herself. Like, he may or may not ever change. And unfortunately, I can't do anything about that. This whole thing is just that took a turn I didn't expect. I know. And I, I appreciate it for the the depth of the discussion that we're having, but that complexity of it just breaks my heart. Like I couldn't imagine I not know. having like having access to my kids but not being to somebody be able to have you, my kids. Like, okay, you, that's enough. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> I, yeah. Hell hath no fury. <laughs> like a homo scorned. So um what do you think we get to the response on this one? Yeah, because there's just there are t- too many avenues. So, so many for this layers. One. Yeah. Um, deer herding, a predisposition to addiction can run in families. Well, we already identified that. Mm. <laughs> I suspect that the person your father hates is himself and that he saw a lot of himself in you while you were using. We knew that too. Oh, thank you very much. That you are now sober is a constant reminder of what a failure he is, which may be why he treats you the way he does. Nicely Thank done. Thank you very much. <laughs> very nicely I wasn't done. expecting this at all. <laughs> While counseling for him may be out, it doesn't mean that you couldn't benefit from it. Fuck you, Biff. Did you okay, read this? Right to me and not Abby. <laughs> Please consider it. Although it won't make your father love you, it may help you handle this unpleasantness more effectively. Once you have accumulated more clean time, regaining custody of your children may become a viable option and something to discuss with a lawyer at the time. Good. I'm glad I got the legality part of it. (laughs) And that's it. Yeah. Wow. I guess I'm in the right profession career path yes career path professional i was gonna say like progression i was like what the fuck you're in the right got nothing to do with anything i'm obviously not progressing (laughs) i'm punching pockets i ain't progressing (laughs) (laughs) oh that was a good one beth this one evoked so much thought that was yeah my head hurts a little bit yeah want to move on to the last one yeah hopefully it's a little lighter i guess not like your mama last night after Taco Bell. Oh. I love you, Dale. That wasn't for you. No, that wasn't my mama. Oh. <laughs> the listener's mama. <laughs> Guys, your mama. Um, 
This last one is by the title, a little bit lighter, though you never know, as proven by the last one. This one is called Sudden Appearance of STD Rattles Lengthy Marriage. (sighs) Yes. Is this Billy? (laughs) Who? From the first question. Oh, um, probably. (laughs) I don't know. This is good. Um, This is from November 17th, 2021 from U-Express also. Dear Abby, I've been married for 45 years. Fuck this. (laughs) These people need to cut the shit. We're too old to be married for 45 years. Like, we're going to have to be 80 at this point if we get married for 45 years. Yeah. The only milestone I see myself hitting is maybe six months. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. I love you, Colin. (laughs) I forgot about him. Tiffany's. Just kidding. I love you, Colin. (laughs) I didn't really forget about him, but I, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. (laughs) Dear Abby, (laughs) I've been married for 45 years. Um, It may not be the most loving or agreeable marriage, but it has always been steady, nonviolent, and monogamous. Oh, it's not Billy. Uh, Oh. Last year, nonviolent. I love that they had to throw that in there. Well, you know, it's a justification for staying in a loveless marriage. For 45 years. For 45 years. Well, she ain't beat my ass yet. (laughs) Well, he ain't beat my ass yet. Um, That was a man saying it to another man. Right. Last year, I had COVID and now have long-term symptoms with compromised immunity. I recently had a bad outbreak of genital herpes. My doctor told me I can lay dorm it can lay dormant for years, but 45? My husband swears he has been faithful and part of me believes him. I want to believe him, but I know I have never cheated. Neither of us ever had problems with breakups other than one many years ago we thought was probably heat rash. I'm sorry, breakouts. I was so confused for a second. <laughs> Neither of us has had any problems with breakouts other than one year ago. Or one many years ago, we thought we probably had heat rash when we worked outside in the summer. This has caused me to lose trust in him and wonder if he's lying. Our sex life, which has had had always been healthy, has stopped. Have you ever heard of herpes being dormant for this long? I'm so embarrassed and angry I haven't told anyone. I have never heard of this. Perplexed in misery. Misery. So does he also have herpes? Um, yeah, that's actually a very valid question. Did he test positive? Because she said that there was, has never been any sort of indication ever other than when they both right. thought they had a heat rash. Has he been tested? Right. Did he get it? Also, was it dormant in you for 45 years? Right. Because when's the last time you got checked? If you've right. been married for 45 years, I... I'm assuming it's not a big, oh, it's been three years. Let me go get my pap smear. Does the pap smear show that? What What do you mean? I don't know what. A, so full disclosure, I don't have a vagina. <laughs> what? So I've never had a pap smear. I just, you had a, a really big a clitoris this whole time. <laughs> it's extended. A really big so, Beautiful one. Thank you. Sorry, Greta. (laughs) Sorry, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) See, I keep forgetting about him. (laughs) So, so, 
So my extended clitoris aside, <laughs> where was I going with this? Okay, so pap smears. pap smears. We're supposed to go every like three years or something like that. Okay, so what is that test for? Like, what is? I think they do like the whole shebang. Is it really yeah. that like? So what happens in between those three years? Nothing, unless you they they say like if you change sexual partners or if that type of thing, then like go get tested. But or like, if you have like you don't get that until. But I thought the pap smear was like once you start having your period and seeing a gynecologist, a gyneco- gynecologist, a gynecologist regularly. Or is it once you have sex? I mean, I think regularly is the, you know, I know if you have oh, a pap smear that comes back. I did know this. Irregular, whatever. Then they have you come yearly. Right. So but other than that, I believe it's three years. I did know this. So it's not for the whole shebang. It's a test for cervical cancer. And I'm an idiot. I did know this. Mm. Um, because of a family But you can have them. Like when I go for my paps, I just. Can you test for the world? Yeah. Yeah. I've never had one, but I um, did have the Q-tips. You've practiced? It's the same thing. You've practiced giving pap smears? Oh. No. Well, I don't have a brush, but. Clean up. Clean up. We're doing pap (laughs) smears. We're papping smears. Um, Where were we? Testing regularly. Testing regularly. Like, yeah. So. In a 45-year marriage, I'm not going to go get tested. I'm ever. not either, but ever. you would think or you would mention that he he also got tested. I think in although, 45 years, you would have an although idea. Like, because it lies dormant, it doesn't come back positive. So it doesn't matter. That was my question. Yeah, I forgot about like that. This, if, if it's like... If it's dormant, you literally are never going to know if you have this or not unless you get an outbreak. Yeah, I think it's a, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but I think it's about two thirds of Americaners, Americans or something. Did you it's say Americaners? Americaners, Americans. <laughs> I wanted to say Americans or, but it came out as Americaners. Yeah, Americaners. Americaners. Two thirds of Americans, I think, won't know if they're positive when they get Until tested. Until the outbreak. Something like that. It, that actually sounds really high. Maybe it's 30%, but whatever it is. Um, please consult your physician. Either way. <laughs> either way. In e- a 45-year marriage, you're not running in to go get tested yeah. every time you have sex. Also, if your doctor's telling you it could lie dormant, <laughs> I think you can trust right. your doctor. Yeah. You don't need to look to your Here's husband. Your and you don't know who gave it to whom. Right. 45 you know, years, that's a That's a lot long of time sex. of exchanging herpiderps. Yep. Right? Yep. So. I, this I, is a little bit funny. It's a little bit funny. It's very light. Um, And I really think that you just, after 45 years, is it really worth judging of the past for? She's like he says he's been faithful. accusing her he's been faithful your best friend didn't come to you saying that 35 years ago <laughs> he cheated on you with her right like also you're the one with the outbreak right i think your husband would be like linda <laughs> what the fuck is this come, 
Linda Kitty Compact, look at this. Why the fuck is her name Linda? That's the first name that came to me. Linda. Goddamn, come look at my dick. What the hell is this? I got a herbiderp. Right. Oh my god. Like she's the one with the outbreak. So I'm not saying that it's not from him or because right. of him, but there's no chance. And you know, if your sex life isn't really thriving, then just grab it. Put it in. I mean, it's too late. He's not going to know if he has it. No, she thinks he's cheating and that's why she has herpes. But is it her that stopped the sex life? I don't think that stopped the sex life. That stopped the sex. (laughs) Our sex life, which had always been healthy, has stopped. Because she's accusing him of cheating. Oh, that'll do it. It's my assumption. Just, can we just, yeah, jump to the answer? Yeah. Dear perplexed. I don't know why that Dear was herplex. Herplexed. <laughs> Genital perpies. <laughs> Sorry. This is not a laughing matter. Dear perplexed, genital herpes is a common ailment for which there are treatments. My research tells me herpes can lie dormant for years without a flare-up. If your doctor isn't aware of what's going on, this is the person you should consult for the answer to that question. If your husband has given you no other reason to distrust his faithfulness, Please give him the benefit of the doubt. P.S. You stated that your light, your sex life has now ceased. Was this your idea or your husband's? This is another conversation you should have with your doctor, and I hope you will do it soon. Yeah, because in all realness, if my husband just came home telling me I was herpes, I'm going to be a little bit wary. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But your husband of 45 years and... He's, you know, let's say for 45 years, you'll never know for a fact, right? But like, you know, for a fact, he's never, you're going to believe him. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're, uh, there's, you're a little unnerved. But I'm also definitely going to believe him if a doctor says, hey, look, (laughs) you've could had this since you're 18. You could have been born with it. Yeah. Your parents gave this to you. Yeah. (laughs) Your brain structure. (laughs) It's like schizophrenia. (laughs) You can have it forever, and it doesn't show up until you're 35. Oh, my God. Yes. Right now. Yeah. Here he is. <laughs> so. Those were some interesting questions. And actually very yeah. thought-provoking questions. This yeah. last one was. Well, not everybody may know that you can have herpes for. Ever. Decades. Apparently and 45 years. Herpes, yeah. Yeah. And you've got the herp, and you. Now you. Hopefully didn't give it to your husband that you're accusing. <laughs> but if you did, like whatever. Yeah. So yeah. every once in a while you have dirty. a breakout and you've got to use a vibrator, like deal with or it. Or don't because then... you already both have herpes. Right. Or whatever. don't. You got the same strain apparently. So how about it? If it ain't broke. Bump it. Yes. Bump your bump. Bump. Bump your bumps. Bump. Is that? That's so insensitive. Rubbing bumps. We're not talking to anyone particular, right? So there's no. Yeah, this is this is just casual conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to justify my goddamn neurosis. Linda. Oh, Linda, thank you. Um, guys, <laughs> we hope thank you, you enjoyed. for fifty episodes. Oh my God. 50, 50. Sorry, we had to celebrate with a herpes <laughs> post. <laughs> Sorry for the antibiotics at fifty. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thank you so much for your patronage, your listening, your... What the fuck is patronage? Your 
Um, well, they're not, best. they're actually not buying anything. So I guess not their patronage, but you know, their patronage either way for listening, for supporting us, for giving us the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> and for 50 episodes, just 50 fucking I episodes. Know. Who would have thunk it? Not me. I was like, oh, let's get a podcast. You're like, sure. And then we just uh, did it. Here and we are. Here we are. 50, 50 episodes. episodes later. Yeah. It's so weird. God damn it, Bobby. So, you, I mean, it's because of you that we have all of this. So thank you so much. And yes. send us your questions, your comments, and all of your concerns to illadvisedthepodcast at gmail.com or visit us on illadvisedpodcast.com for all of the information and the updates that we keep promising and don't put up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or on Facebook and Instagram at illadvisedthepodcast. Yes. Um, you're beautiful. You're wonderful. Everything about you is fantastic. And I really, 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 really do think everyone should get therapy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say tested for herpes. Tested for herpes. <laughs> You've been ill-advised.